Hello everyone and welcome to the podcast. To get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Chelsea and I am an occupational therapy doctoral student. I've been able to develop this podcast series as a part of my project. In each episode, I take on a topic relating to healthy child development. I did some research on these topics and I've tried to get important information into an easy podcast episode for anyone to be able to listen to and learn a little bit more information. This can hopefully be beneficial to you and your child or children. In this episode, we're going to be talking about the importance of sleep and building a strong sleep routine for your child. Sleep really is one of the most important aspects of our day, and a good sleep leads to better health and quality of life. But numbers show that many children are not getting enough sleep each night. So let's first talk about how much sleep your child should actually be getting. Let's go to the CDC the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention, to look at what experts are recommending for the optimal amount of sleep your child should be getting each night. Now remember, these are just recommendations and do not take into consideration the unique and individual experiences of your child and family. So for newborns, so zero to three months, about 14 to 17 hours. Infants from four to 12 months old, about 12 to 16 hours. Toddlers, so one to two years old, 11 to 14 hours. Preschoolers, so about 3 to 5, 10 to 13 hours. And school-age children, so anywhere from 6 years old to 12 years old, 9 to 12 hours each night. These recommended hours include nap time as well, so make sure to consider this for your younger children who are taking daily naps. And, as you can see, the recommended hours of sleep decreases as your child gets older. So what can you do about that? How can you try to make sure your child is getting enough sleep? Sometimes it can be challenging to ensure your whole family is getting a good night's sleep. So I want to talk with you guys about some simple but maybe overlooked strategies that can be incorporated into your child's and your family's sleep routines that can help enhance sleep. Sleep hygiene and a routine is often considered the first step because these small changes in your habits and in the environment can typically be pretty simple to implement versus having to go in the route of more intensive interventions and medications. So first, you can start by creating a bedtime schedule and routine. This can include going to bed at the same time every night and waking up at the same time, doing relaxing activities, and associating bedtime with positive experiences. Taking a shower or a bath, getting pajamas on, brushing teeth and washing face, reading a book, singing relaxing songs, playing with a toy, um, making sure that toy isn't gonna be an activity that is gonna get your child's energy up really high to where it becomes hard to get them to calm back down, Um, but a more relaxing um, toy could be a fun activity to do. Or even listening to some music can be incorporated into your child's nightly routine. Consider beginning to wind down for bed and doing these activities about one hour before it is actually time for the lights to go off and your child to go to sleep. Also, it's understandable that you can't always be on the exact same schedule each night. Some nights you may be eating dinner later than normal or have somewhere to go that pushes bedtime back a little bit, and that's okay. Just be aware of these different factors as you try to establish a good routine for your child. Also, try to limit the electronic devices used throughout the day and particularly before bed so you want to consider tvs and tablets um, throughout the day and how much screen time your child's getting and then especially before bed 
about an hour before your child is going to bed. Get rid of electronics and screens. During this time, you can begin to do those activities I mentioned, like taking a bath or reading a book. Also, you want to think about incorporating physical activity and exercise and outdoor playtime daily. Research shows that natural light during the day increases natural melatonin secretion at night, which can promote sleep. Limit the amount of fluids your child drinks before bedtime to avoid your child needing to wake up in the night to go to the bathroom or having to go to the bathroom while they're trying to fall asleep. This includes no caffeine or really high sugar drinks near bedtime or throughout the day in general. Also, you want to avoid large meals or snacks right before bedtime. Try to have your child's bed be for sleep only, not a place to play or to do homework. This can help your child to create a really strong connection between their bed and going to sleep. You can also consider the use of relaxation or meditation and mindfulness strategies for your child before bed. This can look like something as simple as taking deep breaths or watching a kid's mindfulness or meditation video before bed, um, looking in, into those different apps or YouTube channels that offer these kinds of activities um, and strategies. Mindfulness, meditation, and deep breathing can be a really good way for your child to be able to recognize and listen to their body and allow them to calm their minds and bodies to get ready for bed. You can quickly find many short videos on Google or YouTube if you search something like kids nighttime mindfulness or meditation video. There are also multiple free mindfulness and meditation apps that you can download and use if you are interested. Also consider naps. Limit and plan your naps during the day when possible. Think about the time of day that your child is napping and how long your child should nap for. And then consider the amount of sleep that is recommended based on your child's age and how long your child is napping. This may impact their ability to sleep during the night. And if you can, lastly, try to keep a sleep diary or a sleep journal for a period of time. This way you can help track the successes and the challenges that happen each night. You can keep track of things like, what did your child do during the day? What did they eat? What did they drink? And at what times? Um, what did your child do right before bed? And what are the times that they went to bed and woke up? So those are some strategies you can think about. We can also consider things in the environment that can be modified or supported to create a healthy sleep routine. It can be helpful to think about the different senses when talking about these ideas. So touch and sight and hearing. So consider using darkening or blackout curtains to reduce that external lighting that can be distracting. You can also think about the different lighting in the room. So are there electronic lights um, going on throughout the night or blinking? Um, do they have a night light um, or not? This might be impacting their sleep and you can consider dimming the lights when winding down for bed and just different ways that um, bright lights or if it's too dark can be impacting their sleep or their ability to fall asleep. There are also certain sounds and noises that can actually promote a good night's sleep and falling asleep, such as a white noise machine or an app, calming music, or even something as simple as turning the fan on can create this white noise that can be um, kind of relaxing for kids. You also want to consider your child's sensory preferences as it relates to touch. So think about the pajama materials and the bedding materials that your child's using. Typically softer textures and materials can be less irritating and less bothersome for a child. 
Lastly, you can think about the temperature of the bedroom. Cooler temperatures are more favorable for sleep, while hotter temperatures are actually more likely to promote being awake and being alert. So consider the temperature of your child's bedroom and how that might be impacting their sleep throughout the night. So those are some strategies that you can consider and use to help create a sleep routine for your child that promotes good sleep each night. All right, so now I wanna introduce you guys to um, a special guest that I have, and I'm gonna be asking her some questions and letting her talk about her experiences as a mother with her children and sleep. All right, uh, my name is Allison, and I am a mother of two boys, seven and four, uh, with a third on the way. Perfect, thank you for joining me today. So really to get started, I just wanted to ask you, what do your children's sleep routines look like? And if you can talk a little bit about that. Sure. So um, we try to have a pretty established uh, routine, um, but allow for some variation and flexibility. Um, so uh, typically we have um, dinner and then we will go for a walk or do something active. Um, we will wrap up um, with any water and snacks and after dinner uh, dessert and um, uh, do a little playing and then head upstairs for um, changing and brushing teeth um, and kind of winding down um, uh, reading some books lowering the lights um, and um, you know kind of with a goal that we're getting that done um, before uh, a bedtime and they need to be in bed yeah perfect so making sure you're doing all of that before that established bedtime um, to make sure you have time for it so you're not going really late into the night starting those, you know, the brushing the teeth and stuff, I think that's a good point to make too, is to make sure you have enough time and give enough time for that. Yeah, um, that has definitely been something as my boys have gotten older that it has been um, a, a challenge um, to figure out how to keep them um, from fighting um, or to keep them from getting distracted. Mm -hmm. um, so we will use a checkoff chart um, or a I did it, um, kind of sticker or star or something so that they um, can help um, monitor and be a little bit more independent. Um, and, and that seems to help um, when we're having some um, struggles to get things done is, is when they can be accountable and independent. Um, that it usually goes a little smoother. Good point. That's a good strategy. Um, using some sort of um, chart or something that they know that they are accountable for and um, giving them something to look at or show those expectations that you do have. Yeah. Um, or And then we, you know, try to have them set up their environment. So making sure um, the lights are down and maybe mm -hmm. a lamp is on, that they have some music or the sound machine on if they want it. Um, and then that they have their stuffed animals and blankets um, and the right pajamas or no pajamas, um, you know, the fan on or not on, you know, they're helping to make some of those choices um, and, and in kind of recognizing and preparing um, for, for sleeping. All right. Gotcha. So going into that kind of, what are some factors that you recognize could lead to your children having a hard time falling asleep or a bad night's sleep that you can think of? Sure. Um, so definitely um, when we're off schedule, when we're later uh, than we want to be, um, when dinner time is later, or, um, you know, or we're rushing, um, that those things kind of seem to um, amp them up and they have, have trouble kind of then 
starting to wind down. Mm-hmm. Um, or uh, if anyone is thirsty or had too mm-hmm. much water and, and liquids, um, you know, making sure we've gone to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and then I think um, if we don't do some sort of exercise between dinner or some mm-hmm. sort of movement um, or play activity, um, that gets some energy out, but is is um, not too wild. Mm-hmm. Um, that that really uh, makes a difference for for my kids in um, having trouble winding down. Yeah, good point. Um, I talked a little bit earlier about how exercise and play can be a good strategy to use throughout the day. So, like you said, making sure that the exercise or the, you know, the walk or just the play activity, um, if it's something that's going to wind them up, making sure it's not too close to bedtime, um, to make sure that they don't have all that energy going into bed. Um, and which is why I think it's a good recommendation to, you know, about, you know, an hour or so before that, you know, hard bedtime that you've set, um, thinking about those more relaxing activities, uh, rather than, the exercise or the playing or anything that might get them a little bit more excited than you Mm -hmm. want them to be. Mm -hmm. Um, So giving plenty of time for the the relaxing and calming activities that really set up the stage for going to bed. (laughs) Yep. And then, you know, recognizing that if we are a little behind schedule or things are um, pushing our bedtime a little um, past when we are typically wanting them to be in bed, um, you know, but just preparing for that and adjusting our schedules, knowing that um, they may, they're not going to sleep in (laughs) any later um, than Mm -hmm. they usually do, um, and maybe a little bit cranky or slow moving in the morning, um, or maybe didn't didn't rest as well um, because they got to sleep later. Um, so making sure I'm making those adjustments for myself in the morning um, so that our morning maybe starts a little better um, uh, than if, if I don't make those adjustments or recognize kind of those things have changed. Right. Because it's, you can't always plan for going to bed at the, this exact time. Stuff happens. You have places to be or you, you know, sometimes it might not be that exact, you know, nine o'clock bedtime. So just adjusting and planning for that sounds like just something you kind of have to be ready for because you can expect if they have to still get up at the same time that they just didn't get as much sleep as they were supposed to. Yeah. Um, and so it is, um, you know, we also have to adjust so my seven-year-old doesn't take a nap anymore, but my mm-hmm. four-year-old still does. Um, and so making sure I'm kind of mindful of, you know, if, if my four-year-old takes a nap for an hour and a half, um, that he is still going to need the same amount of time sleeping, if not a little mm-hmm. bit more than my seven-year-old. Um, but my seven-year-old is, is going to be tired by the end of the day because he didn't have a nap. So, you know, I think just adjusting and making sure, you know, as they have grown that we've accommodated for those sleep habits and, mm-hmm. and time th- that's recommended. Right. Yeah, I think that's a good point, too, is just looking at the recommended time and trying to adjust accordingly because I mentioned earlier the recommended amount of sleep by age and that includes naps. So if your child did have a really long nap that day for some reason or they had a much shorter nap, consider that at the bedtime, you know, if they had a really long nap, they might wake up earlier in the morning or they might, if they didn't have as long of a nap, they might be a little crankier. So just, or maybe need a little bit of an earlier bedtime. So just thinking about the recommendations for sleep and those numbers are there for a reason and that's what doctors recommend children get um, at night 
and the sleep they get every day for a reason to keep them healthy and happy and strong so yeah I think that's a good point too is just thinking about how much time how much sleep they need to be getting and um trying to plan that into a schedule and putting it into a routine and schedule yeah absolutely I think that's all the questions I have for you. Um, thank you so much for joining and sharing your routine of your your family's bedtime and your children's bedtime. Um, it was really helpful and was a way to kind of wrap up and put all of the information that I had talked about earlier into, you know, a real-life story and real-life format. So thank you for joining me. Sure. Thanks for having me. And that is all the information that I have for you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Um, I hope that this podcast episode was able to provide you as the parent or caregiver with some strategies and supports to help your child get a better night's sleep at night and be able to build that sleep routine. Be sure to check out the podcast for other episodes on different topics and check out the resources that I use to help me create this podcast.